somehow, somewhere, my husband, her stepdad, found some writing that she had done. It's not some writing. He read my diary. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. I'm Nikki Levy, and welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. I have a very special guest with me today. My mother! Hi, Mom! Hi, Nikki. How you doing? Mom, it's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Thank you. I'm proud to be your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know about Pride Month? Yes, I know about Pride Month. It means that uh, the gay community... And the whole LGBTQIA... Well, that's what I thought it was, the whole... Mishpocha, mishpocha. Whole mishpocha. Yes. Finally feels comfortable to display their gayness. Yes. To the world. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, do you remember when I came out to you? Which time? <laughs> I don't know. Which time do you remember? A lot of times in junior high school when you told me that you, that you, were, cry- well, you were crying uh, for so long because your best friend sort of rejected you, not mentioning any names, of course. You remember that? And Nikki, I remember everything about you and your brother. Everything. But that's weird that you brought that up because I wasn't out to you then. No, but you were displaying signs. Oh my God, now I feel like I'm back in like eighth grade. Well, mom, I asked in the last episode for people to call our Google phone number and tell me who their first queer crush was. I can tell you who mine was. Who was your first queer crush, Mom? Somebody who lived in my building. Was it your first queer crush or your first crush? First queer crush. (gasps) Wait, Mom, who was your first queer crush? A girl by the name of Janice. Do you still talk to her? I never spoke to her much before, and I never spoke (laughs) to her afterwards. Okay, hold on. I want to play this for you because I haven't heard it either. Hold on. My first crush as a baby lesbian was... Andy McDowell in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, just the curly hair uh, does it for me. And the good thing is I married a Jew with the curliest hair ever. That's adorable. Did you hear that, Mom? Andy McDowell. She was absolutely adorable then. She is so adorable. Well, Mom, to celebrate Pride, we have the first gay real housewife ever. She's from the show Real Housewives of Orange County. Her name is Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Have you ever watched The Real Housewives? I actually yesterday tuned into just a a little smattering. I wasn't sure who was who. I just know there was a a girl (laughs) with... Blonde hair, very outspoken. Was that her? Mom, they're all they're all her. Oh, they're all that. They're all that. They're all that. Broadwood is very cool because she is. She's the first gay real housewife. You know, she came out as sober on the so- on the show. She came out as gay on the show. Um, she has seven children, and she is telling a story about coming out as a lesbian on a reality TV show. Okay, sounds good. I love you, Mom. I love you, Nick. Here is me and Bronwyn Wyndham Burke right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Bronwyn! Hi there. Bronwyn, where are you coming from right now? I am coming to you live from my bedroom. I came out of the closet into the bedroom. <laughs> How do you look this good every single time I see you? Thank you. Um, I do this for a living, so I've learned how to do it really quickly. So, like, my, like I only wash my hair once a week, but then I do, like, the fake hair washing, so it's done in 10 minutes. And my makeup, it's five minutes. I have it down. I get the impression you learned early on how to put yourself together. Okay, that is true. When I was in boarding school, okay. I had a very similar setup to what I have right now. So I'm actually <laughs> at my makeup table. So at okay. boarding school, when everyone else was doing chemistry and biology, yes. I turned my desk into a makeup mirror and I was doing all my MAC makeup. I was doing the teacher's makeup. So when everyone was studying for like college, I was getting ready and I would strut up and down my dorm hallway. Nowhere to go. 15 <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. I've just been like this forever. <laughs> well, you've got to teach me because of my many skills, makeup is definitely not one of them. But I get the impression from you that looking good has just always been really important. And I'm curious why. Like, what is that about? I think that most of my validation was always from how I looked. I could get what I wanted. I could flirt my way out of it. I mean, I was not above flirting with my teachers in high school for a good grade. Like, I learned very quickly that I could get what I want a lot faster by using the external more than the internal. Not that that's good, because there's a definite backlash to that, but I, I learned very quickly. So it's almost like I'm going to flaunt what I have. Like, I'm aware of my assets, yes. but it takes, like, work. You can't just, like, roll out of bed. No, it took, it did, it did take work. And it also took kind of, you know, you had to be smart enough to know what you had. So I remember once in high school, my girlfriend looked at me, we're really good friends. She's like, I just figured it out. She's like, you are so smart, but no one knows. And I'm like, I know. She's like, you're a genius. Cause I realized <laughs> if people, if people like, if people expected very little from me then I didn't have to do so much hard work. Wow. I was like, okay, let's keep the bar really low. And they'd be like, good job, honey, you showed up. <laughs> and I was like, right. So the pieces are definitely sliding into place for this question. But I just want to ask you, because I'm super fascinated, 
Bronwyn, how did you end up being on Real Housewives of Orange County? Okay, so I wanted something like this. And I knew that. I knew that I had been a stay-at-home mom for a long time. I had seven kids. Seven children. I know. That's like crazy. But I also knew our family had something special. I knew our family had a lot of stories to tell. Tell me. Tell me about that. I mean, I knew like we have this very creative, artistic family. Um, We have the dancer that struggles with mental health issues. We have the actor that, you know, is dealing with uh, gender issues. Like, you know, Jakey doesn't identify as male or female right now. You know, Rowan struggles a lot. Then we have Bella, who's the most conservative child ever. And it's just a very (laughs) interesting dynamic where, you know, we're all these kind of like quirky characters. We don't fit into the norm, but we love each other and we make it work and we're all very open. You know, I... I raised my children to be very honest and open about their, their crazy. Like that, I, not to be, you know, to make light of it, but it was always like, what's your crazy? Because everyone has it. So No, let's, let's wave our free you know? flag. So like, you can spend your whole life pretending that you're normal or you're just like, no, I'm not. Here's Ugh, mine. How boring. And, yeah. And so, you know, we had this really interesting life and I knew that there was something special there. So, And you were up for it. That was just me being naive in retrospect. That was just... Well, yeah, that show could be a viper's den. It's not an easy place. Did you... Were you afraid? Did you know what you were signing up for? No, I wasn't. So I always said I was a huge fan of the shows because I watched Bravo. I didn't know there was this whole other side to the shows, the backlash, the social media. I didn't realize how many of our viewers really think that they're watching... Like, they're just like invisible cameras in our home, like they, that they can't disconnect between the fact of us and us on the show. And they get mean. I mean, they were so cruel to me this year. I was not prepared for that. Like not even junior high in Orange County can prepare you. And for the junior stuff high I just, in Orange County is <laughs> like not a walk in the park. Right. If you knew then what you know now, would you do it again? Yes, but I would do it differently. How? I would have kept a lot more to myself. Is there something specific you would keep inside or you would keep just with you? Um, yeah, a lot of things. I would, okay. yes, yes. I would have kept that hot tub scene with Gina where I admitted to like threesomes when they were like, ew, horrible. I was like, never mind, I'm totally straight. <laughs> yes, oh yes, and we will come back to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning that I share too much, that maybe I'm too real at times. And, and I need to keep a little more to myself. yeah. Not everyone's ready for this amount of, like, raw honesty. We get the choice to be really vulnerable, but then it's like we have to say, well, people are going to have all these opinions, and do I really want all of that shit coming back at me? And I don't. I, I yeah, mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> did you learn boundaries as a kid? I did not. No. Okay, nope. I did not. <laughs> Tell me about what it was like growing up, because I know you grew up in a trailer in Delaware, but then I also read that you grew up and and heard that you grew up, like, you know, going with your mom to bars on the Sunset Strip when she was performing in bands. Right. So my parents, my my real, my biological father passed away. He lived in Delaware um, for my early childhood, and then he moved to Hawaii. So I would stay with him at Eagle's Nest Trailer Park in Delaware. Wow. um, Like for summers and spring break. And then my mom was doing the rock star thing. Um... From the time I was like three until like five. And when I was four, we had a very traumatic thing happen. Someone close to her passed away. 
Um, And she said, look, I can be a waitress trying to make it famous in 10 years, or I can be a doctor. So we moved to Orange County. She went to UCI and she went back to school. She literally made the decision to go from rocker to doctor? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And for those of you who don't know your mom, Dr. Deb, from the show, describe your mom a little bit. Well, my mom back then was totally different. She was going to med school. She had like the Rachel haircut. She wore St. John's suits. Wow. I mean, like she was conservative. She um, she did Mrs. Palm Springs pageant. She was totally different. It wasn't until they went to Burning Man maybe 20 years ago or yeah. 18, ask her the exact year. Uh-huh. And then it was like, St. John suits, multicolored dreadlocks. (laughs) Yeah, your mother has dreads. Your mother has dreads. Yeah. So you do not come from uh, any kind of remotely uh, traditional family life. Not even almost. Not even a little. Not even. (laughs) Is there a part of you that wishes that you did? I do remember looking at kids that had the two-parent households with the stay-at-home mom and the cookies and saying, that's what I want when I grow up. I've known exactly what I wanted since I was, I would say, in second or third grade. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom with a lot of kids. Really? I knew the house I was going to have. I knew the cars I wanted to drive, the vacations I wanted to take, the clubs I wanted to be a member of. I mean, I had it. I knew all of it. I knew exactly what I was going to have. When I was 27, I had it all. And I'll never forget driving home in my convertible, you know, sports car and crying, thinking, oh my God, I wanted all the wrong things. It, it, my neighbor had said something to me. We had newborns at the time. Jakey was like two months old and I had the girls and we had had babies within days of each other. And she's like, isn't this so exciting? We're going to be here and have photos of them when they go to prom. And I was like, oh, whoa, I am 27 and this is the rest of my life. And I... This kind of, and so that is when Sean and I kind of started going a little bit crazy. Your husband, Sean. Yeah. That's when we started going to Vegas and partying. That's when I started hooking up with girls again. Because I had when I was younger, but once I got married, I sort of had this idea of what being the perfect wife was. And I'm like, well, that's over now. Now you're a grown up. Put that to the side. And I was like, okay, well, I'm bringing all that back. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like a quarter life crisis. Yeah, first, totally. And it was like, I'm going to do all the things that I told myself you don't do when you're married with children, but I'm still going to do them because I am too young to be old yet. (laughs) Can you put that on a shirt and let me wear it? Yes, I am too young to be old yet. (laughs) Say it loud and proud. And it is Pride Month, so you are here to share the gayest of stories. Let's do it, Bronwyn. This is a story about how I came out on a reality TV show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So my coming out story is, it's interesting because I came out in different levels. I came out to Sean very early on. He knew I was attracted to women. He knew that men weren't always my thing. He knew that. 
Um, but that I loved him. You are my person. You are my soulmate. And for a while, that was kind of enough. We were procreating. We were trying to be the perfect idea of what married with, you know, small kids was. And then we, I started dating a woman. Um, How far our, into the marriage or the relationship? This was in like 2007. So we've been married for seven years. Um, and it was sort of like a, you know, we were kind of dating someone together, but it was more me and her. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gave us that space. Like, you know, he'd be like, okay, you do you. And it really wasn't that big of an issue. And it kind of was enough for a while. <clears throat> and it, then it, it almost like satisfied the, like the urge. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was like, I was getting my fix for lack totally. of a better way. You know, it was like, Shooting a hot girl in my vein. Um, and <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so when did this cross with the show? Season 14, I went to the reunion, and I was talking to my favorite producer the night before. Okay. And kind of preparing for it. And we were talking about the Tamra thing. He said, well, and he knew, he knew me very well. He probably knows me and the top five people that know me. And he's like, what was that? Was that a drunken mistake? And I this said, is no. when you guys were, like, were hooking up. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, do you regret hooking up with women? I'm like, no, I regret that I didn't hook up with more. And he's like, then (laughs) own it. You know? And he's like, if that's your truth, you have to own that. He's like, you can say it was a drunken mistake, but if that's not your truth, don't say it. And he kind of gave me the confidence to be like, okay. So I went to that reunion and I said, look, I like women. I got kind of shit for it, but not that much. And I was like, okay. Okay, cool. Like, Wow, I didn't get the backlash I was expecting. Yeah. Yes. So then we go into quarantine and my life was falling apart. You know, I was trying to get sober. I fell in love with my best friend. My husband cheated on me. My daughter tried to kill herself. This was in the midst of a global pandemic where I'm trying to keep eight kids because we had an extra one, you know, safe, fed, whatever, and trying not to drink, which I don't want to minimize that because... Trying not to drink was a full-time job for a while. Like, it was... I, I remember having to literally sit on my hands because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes one day at a time, sometimes one second at a time. Yeah, and that's... And I was there. So here I am dealing with all this. I start to have feelings for my best friend. Sean sees this. He's being pushed out. We're, we're not getting along well. Mm-hmm. Um. He cheats on me. I kick him out of the house mm-hmm. in like full housewife glory, throwing everything out. Um, and cameras are defi- there. No, this okay. was just me being insane because I was working a program, but I was, it was still so new that I didn't have the tools yet. And then as a joke, sort of not a joke, but my really close friend at the time, my best friend, Noella, set me up with a fake Tinder. She was in control of it. She predated these girls for me. And then she's like, okay, you have a date. And Chris shows up at my my girlfriend's house. Wow, she Chris wa- is the she- woman that you ended up dating. So Chris yeah. shows up having spoken to Noella. Was Noella well, had, acting as you? Noella, she had talked to me. So Noella had turned it over to me. She's like, okay. you'll love her. Okay. Um. So we had talked beforehand. She shows up and I was just like, hi. You're... Definitely not straight. I just, I'm just saying it out loud. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. 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 Um, we're not dating anymore. So <laughs> I, we, we aren't together anymore, but like it was just because we were in two different places. There's, you know, I, I will always have such, yeah. she's just, she's just amazing. Like she's just mm, perfect. So um, mm-hmm. she shows up. We have an amazing day. Uh, and I call my friend and when I get back, I'm like, 
No, I'm not even a little bit straight. I am squiggly as... <laughs> and that was the first time I'd ever been with a woman sober. No way! Yes. And we were able to work through a lot of stuff. So I was able to tell Sean, this is how I feel. I like women. I have been trying to, you know, drink to get over this, shop, travel, whatever, social media, whatever addiction I can have, I have been tuning out. This is the first time I'm really in touch with who I am and what I want. I want to be with women. And I think at first, Sean was like, okay, whatever, this is a phase. I don't think he truly got it. He knew I was bisexual, but I think he was like, well, you're pissed at me. We'll see. And then, you know, Chris and I became more serious. And she was around and, you know, Sean... Sean would, at first had a hard time. He's like, okay. And then he got nicer with her. And then I was in LA. I was at the conservatory. And we had gone out the night before. We were headed home. We had lunch. And TMZ got the photo of us. Were you out to the show and to the media about dating women at that point? No. And we were kissing, oh, wow. you know. Um, and uh, TMZ got a photo. That, it had to be that girl. Sent the photo. Wow. They gave me the courtesy because they don't out people. I didn't know that. Okay. They gave me the courtesy, said, hey, we have this photo. We're not going to run it, but not everyone has the same scruples as us. So I talked to like PR Bravo and it was like, okay, we got to get ahead of this story because this is going to come out. And for me, it was like, you know what? I want it to come out on my terms because there is a definite salacious turn that female, female relationships take. So we reached out to Anthony Ramos at GLAAD and yes. said, hey, I have a I story to tell. And he was like, he was amazing. He's like, absolutely. He did it with, you know, such grace and dignity. Even the beginning, I was shaking so hard. We had to go back and redo the beginning because I was so flustered because to say, my, you know, I'm a lesbian. What was the response? A lot of what I, what I thought it was going to be, you're doing this for storyline. It's not real. It's salacious. Your poor husband, your poor children. I get more your poor children than anything else. That's the reason your son wears heels. Look at the role model you're setting for him. You have a nice man at home. You should be grateful. You have a nice man at home. You should be grateful. And how did you feel after you came out with Anthony through GLAD? Because I, I watched it. Like, it was you, you guys together. It was a, it was 18-minute video where he gave, basically gave you the runway to say, hey, I know you want to share something. Bronwyn, go ahead and share it. Yeah. Um, I felt... It felt... It felt good because now I could go out with Chris and hold her hand. Yeah. You know, now I could like kiss her in public, you know? It is so nice to be able to like check out a girl's ass when she's walking by in a bathing suit and like know that I can. Like I'm not going to get judged for it, you know? I'm like, yeah. What's, hey. what's your type? What's your type? <laughs> um, I do love more of the androgynous kind of Ruby Rose thing. Yes, I'm saying um, that's Chris. That was Chris. Yes. Do you... Do you wish you came out earlier or do you feel like you came out at the right time? I feel like I came out at the right time. Um, and I know that as a mom, I, I'm so glad I have every single child that I had. And so. Interesting. Right. Your life you know, so different. Yes. Yeah, so I love my children so much that you can't, when you have, you know, children, you can't go back and say, I wish I had changed anything because if I had changed You're anything, right. I wouldn't have these amazing seven people in my life. So. It's so interesting. When I first came out, late 90s, um, lesbian had a specific stereotype, right? It was like Ellen slash gym teacher. That was, th those were my yeah. choices. And by the way, I fit into none of that. And it made me really question, am I gay? What's going on? Like you were saying, coming out in the 90s, I didn't wear flannel. 
I didn't have short hair. I didn't have anyone that I could like, well, I can't be gay because I like makeup. And now people could look to you, right? And say, oh, wait, I like makeup. I like I like dressing up. Like, I like putting myself together. Like, I have a place in this community. I really hope so. I truly hope that people can say, look, I identify with that. I want the white picket fence. I want the family. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to have that life with a woman. Yeah. Because I didn't know that you could have both. I didn't know growing up. I thought you had to choose. I hope little girls and, you know, teenagers are like, I can have whatever I want. I don't have to choose. I can like women and that's okay. I can still have the family and the pick a fence or whatever. Well, can I meet your mom? Can I meet the woman yes. that I've seen on the show? Absolutely. All right, let's get your mother. Dr. Deb, where are you coming to us from? My kitchen. <laughs> Not as comfortable here at my desk paying bills, but uh, yeah. Hi, Bronwyn. Hi. Dr. Deb, I'm so glad you're here. Bronwyn and I are talking about her life pre-Real Housewives and her life now. Who do you think Bronwyn takes after? Is it more you or more her dad? Well, you know, I didn't really get a chance to know her father very well. So. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she gets it from, you know, I'm sure she gets some of it from me, but she's is such an intelligent. She was a really smart kid. And you're smart. You're a doctor, for God's sakes. Drucker <laughs> turned doctor. <laughs> yeah, I've had um, a pretty exciting, a large life. Everything was new to me when I left Mississippi. And, and I... I, I was never under the impression that I couldn't do something. I never, ever felt wow. that. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe because I was like a free range kid growing up. Were you like that with Bronwyn too? Yeah, it was super different. Uh, super different um, because my mom had four kids and um, I only had the one and I had big dreams. I want to go out in the world and experience everything. And um, with Bronwyn on my hip. We would fill up her milk bottle at the Whiskey A Go Go where she was a lot. Do you remember that, Bronwyn? I did not too much because I was so young. I was like three, but I have, yeah. you know, memories, like little snippets. It was, she had a pretty interesting life for a three year old. Dr. Deb, what was Bronwyn like as a teenager? Oh, God. She would sneak out at night. Um, she would hoard sugar. You were a sugar hoarder. Do you remember? I wasn't, but yeah, okay. Oh, well, I mean, I would open your drawer and there would be all this candy. And I was like, you can't eat, have all this. Like a lot of smart, savvy, you know, teenagers. Hmm. She was just the life of the party and very popular and very cute. Is that true, Bronwyn? Um, looking back, that's how I would have described, like looking back, yeah, I could see how you could describe me that. Obviously, now when I look back, I was also very insecure and, not, you know, yeah. not comfortable in my own skin and, you know, trying to please, like, but yes, I could see how from an outsider's perspective, I was doing, so, I, I looked like that. I looked happy, carefree, fun, you know, living a dream. From the outside, you were killing it. Yeah, she I was. Killing I was it. killing it. She was, was killing, killing it. it. And, and she was killing us because <laughs> she was telling me one thing and doing another. And we weren't, and her grades, she went from like, she went from straight A honor student in the mm -hmm. eighth grade 
to uh, like um, the school's calling me saying she's failing. And so when she started doing really poorly in school, we we made a decision to um, send her to this really high end academic excellence boarding school. Wow. And, And she got in, she tested in. And, um, and at the same time, uh, she didn't want to go. Cause I was living the dream in Laguna with a hot boyfriend yep. and yes. drinking all the time and having fun. I didn't want to go somewhere where I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. So did you suddenly become like a picture perfect honor roll student when you got to this, this boarding school? Oh no, I was still doing drugs and drinking and partying and I was still the life of the party. <laughs> you were still- <laughs> they weren't supposed to be doing this. Did you have any inkling that Bronwyn was gay when she was growing up? So, so let me let me just preface this by I was no I was super slutty, <laughs> and I knew that because because I had somehow well we'll get to that later but I somehow somewhere my husband her stepdad found some writing that she had done no it's and, not some writing he read my diary okay. let's, let's not give him a pass. Wait so a minute. My stepdad you read my stole, diary. You stole his camera and lied about it. <laughs> I took his camera and so he read my diary. But yes, so not some writing. Anyway, let's get back. To- what did he read in the diary, though? Um, I'm sure it was good. I was that she had taken that the, the, lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, how did he know, though? Um it was open. It was it was out there in a room because I, you know, he said she's lost privileges because you know she. Anyway, it was a lot of things. She had her car taken away because she didn't pay the tickets. It was like a mass thousands of dollars in violations, and we didn't know that either. Oh, and that goes back to being pretty. So I got pulled over. I didn't know you had to pay. Like if you got a speeding ticket, I thought they'd take care of it, and they did it. I got pulled over with an arrest warrant. And the police officer said, just go home, sweetie. <gasps> you were worn out for your arrest, but you're a sweet girl. Wow. Go home and have your parents take care of it. I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. Bronwyn, I, I, I cannot even. Okay, Dr. Deb, let's get back to you not knowing she was gay. So I'm from Mississippi. I didn't know about, I never heard the word gay when I was being raised in the 50s and 60s. I didn't know there was that game and happy, um, you know, I had no idea that gays existed or that people, you know, were attracted to the other sex. I, I didn't understand that concept. So yeah. I, I didn't know about it, honestly. That's naive. I was extremely naive. And even when I got to Hollywood, I, I didn't really know about gay. Um, so so it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been something that would have come up in conversation with... Bronwyn, uh, ha- how did you come out to your mother when you came out to her? Uh, I was on the side of the soccer field watching the kids play, and I knew the article was going to come out. With Chris. Yeah. And so I just said, hey, Mom, I'm gay. Bye. And it all made so much sense. Like, that was literally it. That was like, it was like a two-second phone call. Yeah. I knew she wasn't going to care. I knew she didn't care at all. Like, she embraces everyone for everything, so it wasn't a big deal. But it was like, oh, shoot. And it wasn't that I didn't tell her. I just kind of forgot, like— in the well, midst of everything. Oh, wait, I should probably give my family a heads up. Dr. Deb, do you identify as straight? Oh, yeah. When I came out to Hollywood, I, I tried everything. <laughs> At least once, sometimes, you know, just like, mm, did I like that? I don't think so. Or yeah, yeah. did I like that? Maybe. But I would try 
everything. And I was super repressed Baptist. So, Oh Jesus, literally. Yeah. (laughs) Bronwyn, how does it feel to be out now to your family and like in general? It feels pretty good, you know? Like, I still haven't had conversations. We were just talking the other day. I just probably have a conversation with my grandma. Like, I still haven't talked about it with a lot of my family. Yeah. I probably should, but I'm kind of baby-stepping it, especially with, like, my grandparents. I feel like they're so old that it's like, eh, why bother? Yeah. Um, How much longer are they going to need to know this? I mean, I will honestly say my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister, I knew it would be like, okay, cool, what's for dinner? Like, I really knew, you know, are you okay? Is Sean good? How are the kids? Yes. Everyone's good? Awesome. And I think you guys have seen, Sean, and I still show up as a family. Yep, whatever works, you know. Bronwyn, Dr. Deb, I'm so happy that you guys were here today joining me for Pride Month. Yay! I can't wait to see you guys again soon. Bronwyn, I want to take you up on the makeup thing. I'm not even joking around. Okay. If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother! Thanks for listening and happy Pride. Be sure to subscribe to Don't Tell My Mother on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pot up and leave us a review. We love to hear from you. Don't forget, give us a ring at 213-290-0762 and tell us about your first queer crush. Remember, our moms know how to push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Condon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.